Tonight we welcome the Impressions Collective to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. This is a jazz rap group from Sonoma County that we've been excited to bring on stage since their first performance on this stage a little over a year ago. Tonight we'll learn what they stand for, and later they'll play a set of that music. Please welcome to the program, the Impressions Collective. Welcome. Hello. Hello Thank you. Hey, how you doing? That was a year ago? I think so. Yeah, that caught me off guard, too. Had to be like... Yeah, wow. Damn. Man, I don't know, maybe a little year. less, right? A little less than yeah. a year ago? It was, it was prom. Were we? I think, right? Oh, yeah. It was prom, yeah. It was prom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, he's spot on. Yeah. It was yeah. prom. It was prom, yeah. yeah. You came in with your tux. And like, yeah. I had the tuxedo, that's right. Yeah, I had the tuxedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was actually me. It was my fault that we had to open because um, I requested that we do it earlier so I could go to prom. Yeah. 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 I felt bad about that, but... Yeah. Yeah, so you were putting your personal life ahead of <sighs> the impressions. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I did, but yeah, the but impressions it was prom. Cool. Yeah, it, you, you know, had like several hundred dollars invested in this evening. Yeah, I, I rented <laughs> yeah, a but tuxedo. See, it's yeah, like yeah. you know, go with the This, this, this the is the most yeah. important thing yeah. in your yeah, life. That's true. Yeah, P hot seat. No, bro. no partner. <laughs> Isn't that no, right? No, no. Did you guys see his date for crying? No thrill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting to that. No thrill of sexual interaction is more important than this group right here. And if you want want this group to be successful, (laughs) you got to put this first. That's the realest. Mm, I mean, does anyone disagree? I don't don't uh, disagree. Look, sexual partners come and go, but the impressions, this is now. I'll we need to say dedicate I don't ourselves. Disagree. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, your actions are not quite speaking louder than words. <laughs> I'm just playing the seeds of conflict. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Going, you know? Devil's advocate. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, you you inter- you know, in screenwriting. You introduce a gun in the first act, and then it goes off in the third act. I don't know who's going to get it. Is there a bomb Maybe under me. the table? Yeah. 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 The what else do we need? Yeah. Well, I mean, Suspense. just we'll see. We'll see which one of us is left standing at the end of night. <laughs> hey, what's up? How's everybody doing? Pretty, yeah, man. Pretty, Pretty good, good all around. You know, in the intro, I was like, we, all I said was, we'll learn what they stand for. I'm sure we're going to learn other things tonight, but I, I feel like this group is. Uh, it's so really thoughtful in what they put into their lyrical content. You know what I mean? I feel like this is a group that stands for stuff. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. No doubt. I think mm-hmm. because we'll grow. I think because we're looking towards the future in terms of lyrical content and like gelling it and uh, making our lyrics more conceptual and like more together. You know, individual. Like me, P, and and Josh. Like we want it to be more together. You know, I think we all individually have like really, really good messages and all have thoughtful lyrics, but you know, the goal, our goal is to be, you know, better and better and better. So yeah, I think, I think that's a good, um, that's a good start. So what you're saying is like, you kind of all have different things that you write about and what you're trying to do is like gel those and make them kind of mesh better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And a lot of it, a lot of it is like political yeah. In a sense, and like it was, it's things that you wouldn't necessarily talk about in a conversation with someone. So it brings like uncomfortable topics to, uh, like our actual show. And um, yeah, kind of goes along exactly with what you're saying. I think you told a story once at a show about being arrested or something. And and I when I was there, I was on the stage. Honest yeah. to God, I was like, I wonder if he really got arrested or if that's just for the show. It was the day before. No shit. I got arrested the, the night before I went on stage. So, um, yeah. Me and wait, my, wait, were you just stalling? 
Were you stalling? Is that why you told the story? Were you just like, I feel like telling the story? No, you don't remember, man? Because it was at, it was on the stage. It was the intro for Jazz Rhythm and Blues. I think that was one of the first times we, uh, yeah, it was the intro for Jazz Rhythm and Blues. Mm. For Jazz Rhythm and Blues, there was a long time before I was going to come in on vocals. So I had this kind of traumatic experience where, uh, yeah, me and my homie was coming back from a party and uh, I was wearing, a, you know, my regular black hoodie, you know, and I got profiled. One cop pulled up pulled his gun on me and my homie and I was like oh damn put you know ass on the ground hands up I didn't even think about it and then all of a sudden two more cops pull up and then I'm like oh sh-. you know they all got their guns on me it's middle of the night and then I hear like a screech down the road and I'm thinking oh maybe they're looking for somebody that's screeching down the road like no lie four other cops pulled up around the corner and two cops pulled up right on cue Got their guns out. I was I was bugging. I was like trying to keep my eyes forward, like don't move, feel me? Um and uh yeah, no, me and my homie he was in the army and they, you know, did the whole procedure, get up, you know, go slowly. They did him first and long story short, yeah, I got through it and uh they threw me in the back of the car, asked me a whole bunch of questions and uh, you know, cuffed me and all that and um you know, went through my wallet and my phone and all this other stuff and you just asked me like regional, like what what have you been doing tonight, blah blah blah. I lied, uh, but I wasn't doing <laughs> well, you nothing. had to. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I wasn't doing nothing at all, nothing, nothing serious. They was looking for a guy with a gun, so they was looking through bushes, all this other stuff. I was like, I ain't do nothing, so they put me in front of this bright-ass, like, big-ass light. Like, I couldn't see crap for, like, a good three minutes, and I was like, at that point, then I was like, okay, this is a lot, bro. I was like, okay, I have not done anything, and this is beginning, beginning to be too much. Uh, funny end of the story is that, um, they took my phone and then they put all my stuff out on the hood of one of the guy's cars. They let me loose, told me I was good to go. Da, da, da. It was a misunderstanding. It took 45, like 30, 45 minutes throughout this whole process, middle of the night. And um, yeah, so I grabbed all my stuff, walked down the street, didn't have my phone. Cops took my phone. I was like, they wasn't even supposed to take my phone because it was in my pocket. Like, you ain't got no right to take my phone out of my pocket like that. But uh, yeah, so we ended up having to call the cops on my homie's cell phone, meet us at a church down the street, and the cop had to pull up, hand me my phone. I got my homie got a Snapchat recording of the cop pulling over. Hey, sorry about that, and gave him my phone. It was funny. <laughs> it was funny. So, I mean, what a perfect lead-in for that song. Yeah. Because you do focus on police brutality is one of the things. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. I mean, you mentioned that, like, this project is a good way to kind of address uncomfortable topics. Hmm. Yeah. uh, Honestly, it's just like we ended up all writing very um, conflicting lyrics, like, like, you know, Josh is rapping a lot about American politics and, like, kind of the issues that we have going on. And then um, it just kind of fall it fall into place like that, you know. I don't. We didn't even really talk about it. That's just kind of how it happened. What do you feel like the most uncomfortable things that you've addressed, or like have, uh, uncomfortable conversations that have come from this band? Um, what are some of those? Well, are you asking from my lyrics or just in general? Well, either way, whatever comes to mind. Well, um, I will say uh, it's it's a little soon because I know it will come up, but in black and blue. Robert goes a lot into about uh, mm-hmm. police brut- brutality and uh, uh, systematic racism, you know, with, with the country, with, with, you know, like everything in politics and whatnot. And that's a big conversation that uh, our politicians are having right now. And not a lot of people want to talk about it because everyone's so f- far to the left or far to the right on it. And, you know, when, when we're coming into, into shows and we, like, hit people with these very um, just deep, like lyrics and like such conflicting uh 
concepts it's just like takes people aback you know and that's kind of the main reason I'm speaking for Robert now. But like, <laughs> yeah, but nah, I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. now nah, we you need content that's like mm-hmm. conflicting and it, ma- it makes people um, makes people think. You know what I'm saying? I, I I like sound. You know that's why I'm in it. You know you love music, you love sound, right? But there's nothing better than hearing a great sound and then hearing like somebody sing or hearing somebody rap over it, hearing a line or two, and you're just like I'm there with them. Like I understand exactly what they're talking about. And I feel it. Like, I feel the feeling that they're feeling, you know? So um, that's what I try to go for. And talking about, like, uncomfortable, you know, things that you, like, talk about. None of that, none of that's necessarily uncomfortable for me because that's, that's, this, this is how I live my life, you know? I just, that's what I do. I write. Um, you know, you have a bad day, you write about it. or But it, it goes, you know, broader. Like, you have a bad six months, you got to write about that shit, you know? So um, definitely, like, I would say Move Love um, was a song mm, that I yeah. think I first performed on this stage as well. Mm. And uh, it was it was in the works at that time, um, but yeah, songs about you know three different people. The songs about you know three different topics in a way, and and uh, yeah, it's one of, it's one of my favorite songs that I've ever written for sure. Yeah, definitely. Move Love is a really good one. Does I mean it seems like this group doesn't shy away though from being political, not at having all. those hey, conversations. Like, to answer your question, whether people agree or disagree with what we're talking about we address it and we bring it to the table so either side can be like oh wow i don't agree with that or like oh damn that's exactly what i believe it's just topics that are hot right now so whether you want to think about it or not we're forcing you to and and even though the music sounds good and you can just bob your head to it and not think about it be real shallow about it when you get deep you start thinking really um um like just just conceptually you know we force that so that you can't just be like oh it's good music but there's not much to it there's a lot to it true i, I was actually gonna say i thought back to what you were saying like um i actually remember a verse that like i used we don't really play the song too much anymore but like untitled five like uh, that, that's yeah, yeah that verse is like really politically loaded and like uh it was that one had to do with a lot with um it was just like i wrote that verse um when there was just the whole like back and forth with like daca and I know a lot of people personally, like in my, just a lot of people in my personal life that are immigrants and people that are under DACA and people who are dreamers and stuff. And that just like when all that stuff was coming out, like it just really hit me hard. And so like uh, my whole verse is just like from like the perspective of like pride for immigrants. And that was like something that I pulled in the verse. I think an interesting thing to think about is like seven people in this group. Kind of a tough question if, if the answer is yes. <laughs> Is there any sense of discomfort among any of you about pushing people's buttons politically and about making them think about stuff that is uncomfortable? To be honest, I'm definitely going to say no. There's no, we get along pretty well. Like one of our favorite traditions now after any kind of practice or performances will go to in and out. (laughs) It's almost guaranteed to spark some kind of weird political discussion (laughs) or philosophical debate or we'll argue about God or, you know, know, whatever political stance we do not. Okay, let's go. Let's go off, off ramp. Let's come back to my question in a minute. Let's talk about God. What's the conversation you've had about God? <laughs> oh, okay, mm. you put us on the spot. Okay, mm. well, I don't want to speak for everyone, but everyone knows that I'm definitely probably the most anti, like probably hardcore atheist. But I know there tends to be some varying views. I know Joe can probably speak to him. He's got some kind of belief, you know. Mm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, that's all right. Um, yeah. Lips to mic. Yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe <laughs> definitely. Lips yeah. to the mic. <laughs> Joe definitely has some belief. You know, Josh t- had some interesting takes. Everyone has, you know, a lot of different 
you know, it's a wide spectrum. I know I take the extreme, you know, no God, we don't need any of that kind of stuff. Um, Not even open to the possibility of it. Very like, we're talking real, real small. It would be hard. Bruh. <laughs> and and I, I want to talk about it, but what I'm kind of doing here is an example of what you do on stage, but politically. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, mm. it's easy at an in and out table where it's just y'all yeah. chatting mm-hmm. to have a conversation because it's safe. Yeah, those yeah. conversations. The, the seven of you are, are it's insular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No one is going to be upset because you're all friends. You all care for each other. Yeah. So it, it's a lot more interesting and dangerous <laughs> when you're on stage or mm. when you're on a podcast and you start talking about these things where people are like, oh, fuck, like, Oh, I don't agree with that. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, no, for real, for real. For sure. Me and Pete were just having this conversation like last week. I had a freak out. Yeah. Right. So my, uh, I was at yeah, my, yeah, yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at my yeah, girl's yeah. house. We was talking late night, three o'clock in the morning. I was laying down. You know, you lay down and you like, you forget about your muscles. You forget about everything in the world, bro. It's like you just by yourself in your head, right? And I'm really analytical. I get in my head a lot. And it's like, bro, I started thinking. I'm like, I'm like uh, Derek over there. I'm like, man. There ain't no God. That's 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 you know that's just that's how I've been hardwired since I was a child. Didn't nobody put it in me, just me. So, uh, man, think about. I had a huge freak out. Think about. Hmm. Well, what is not? What does this all mean? Not what is my purpose? I'm not thinking about fate. I'm not. You know, that's kind of the indication, the indicative of fate. It's like I'm thinking one day I'm not gonna be allowed to think anymore. One day I'm not gonna be allowed to speak anymore. These are, you know, days limited, all that. You heard, you heard all the, the phrases and coin phrases, all that. But it's like every second is just another second. And then eventually your second's going to add up. And you're going to be gone. And when you're gone, blank. You know, you're, you're not allowed to. There's nothing that you can do. So I got wrapped up in that for a few days. I mean, I fr- you know, freaked out one time, a few days. What did I do? After a few days of, like, still being in it, went over to my boy's house, talk, chatted it out. Man, he's got completely different views from me. He totally, he's very religious. Um, well... He's, he's religious. Uh, you have religion. He's spiritual. <laughs> he's a spiritual yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's but, uh, more fair to say. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. but we definitely like clashed. Like we definitely like had yeah. different opinions, and it was like it was like, bro, like this is how I feel. And he was like, bro, like look about it more broad. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm looking at it too broad. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah. tell me to you know whatever. But we got through. We had a great conversation, and we recorded after that. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, that's what this uh, that's what we bring to the band for sure. Yeah. So not very religious. Not very uh, religious. So I'll go. I'll hit. I'll hit you with it. So yeah. like, <laughs> so my mom's side, they're Jewish, you know, and they're real religious. Um, they're Messianic Jews, so they believe that Jesus is their savior and all that. And I grew up going to church, you know, every day singing songs, praying to God and whatnot. And uh, I went to this uh, to this uh, Jewish uh, summer camp. You know, you go, you read the Bible, you sing songs, and it's all about God and everything, you know. And I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior at a very young age because. Um, I felt spiritually inclined. I've definitely felt some some heavy moments where I was like, whoa, this is uh, an entity. It's not just me. I'm not just on earth. There's something higher than this. And then as I went on living, you know, growing up about like 14, 15, my pops was really, um, he's very pessimistic with, uh, with uh, religious views. And he's, uh, I would say, atheist at a point. But then he turned to more spiritualism, like Native American type feels how like, you know, like there's the there's the spirit of the deer and the spirit of the sun and the spirit like everything has a spirit or a God. And like it all comes together. And it's like kind of like living in harmony, you know, but for me, he instilled doubts into my mind. And then um, I kind of was just like, geez, I guess it's kind of unrealistic to look at it. Like there's a white man in a robe with a beard living in the clouds. You know, that's just not very realistic. And then you look at everything, you know, with with Catholicism and Christianity, how how things just kind of um, 
was all for money and all for control, and it has a really bad history. And so I'm going to go off on a limb Ooh. and personally say Ooh. for myself and my own views. Make some news here. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking, that, you got a headline up there? Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, in my own view, religion is settling for comfort. You have nothing to believe in, so you need something to believe in. And then you take on a faith. But when you take on that faith, it all depends on what you're, what you're going about it. You know, if you live by the Bible, you live by the Ten Commandments, you believe that slavery is okay. And you also believe that gay marriage is not okay. You know, and you have all these views, these all very traditional views. And it's just not, it doesn't seem to mesh well with society today. And it just seems unreasonable and unrealistic. So I couldn't, I couldn't stand by that, you know. I can't stand by, you know, like someone starting a religious war in the name of God, but then having very not non-moral purpose, like a purpose and, and views, you know? So I couldn't stand by that. And I feel that there's an entity that is higher than us, you know, but it's not, it's not a white man in a robe. It's more like, like, like space, like energy, you know, kind of, yeah. Yeah, bro. I feel you, man. Energy. Yeah. Yeah, right yeah man. Looking. Real, real, like, real yeah. hippie with it, you no, know? No, I definitely but feel yeah, that. But, yeah, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I feel like religion is, like, organized. Like, it, when it's organized, it's religion. When it's personal, it's spiritual. Like, mm-hmm. faith. You know, I yeah. get, I, I definitely get that. Yeah. But just to clear it up, like, one of the most influential people in my life is, is overly religious. She recently died. But overly religious, she had a gigantic influence on me. I actually don't know this, so I'm going to ask you, Cole, are you religious? Uh, no, no. No, not religious either. We got a whole bunch of, like, hold on, Joe, you religious? Uh, you know, for me personally, I'm just going to kind of go on a little bit. Lips to mic, lips to, a little, lips to, I'm going to go lips a little to, bit lips. into it. But basically, um, I see that a lot of people believe in God. I kind of see my spirituality in music personally, mm-hmm. just because I listen to a lot of like, uh, figures that were probably religious. Like, you know, John Coltrane, he was religious. Mm-hmm. Um, and his works are super touching, you know, that, that, that I, could, I could feel something out of that. Yeah. That, um, you know, I just don't really vibe with a lot of the uh prejudice that i've seen in religion in my past man goddamn and you know uh i came up in the church system you know as christian but uh i just kind of i don't i think i could believe in god myself without having to force other people to think the way i do and so like i think that more often than not i've seen a lot of uh you know different programs and different uh like you know places of you know thought where they try to instill their own beliefs in a large amount of people and i just don't think like that i think you could be religious you could be spiritual whatever you want to call it yeah but uh as long as you're um able to take something from it and carry it into your life i think that's all that needs to be said for me personally like i don't uh i don't believe i think there is kind of a, a godly force but i hear it in music and that's just me you know I feel that. Well, hey, would you say, in a sense, you worship music? Like, to- totally. music is to- your religion. Yeah, dude. I anything mean, can be a religion. You can worship anything and make that your religion. Yeah, and you I, can have faith in anything. That's yeah, what my yeah. auntie used to say. Just yeah, like, yeah. you know, have faith in something. Have faith in someone. Uh-huh, for really. me, you can have faith in this goddamn water bottle if you need to have faith no in doubt. something. Because otherwise, what is your life? You know? Mm-hmm. But what do you think, Warren? Um, I'm, I'm not religious, but kind of like what Elias was saying about like the um the spirituality stuff in nature and all that um I'm half Japanese and I spent a lot of my life in Japan um that so like I agree with a lot of what you said like I, I don't know I kind of 
split myself up into like my American side and like my Japanese side, the way I think and like process stuff. And um, so, and like a lot of you guys have said, like religion with like some bearded dude up in the class, like that's, you yeah. know, that's not what I think of, but I definitely um, just like with nature or uh, Japan's very, um, I don't know, just as a whole, as a people, they're very in touch with um, nature and like respecting nature and um, all that kind of stuff. So with that kind of spirituality, I do kind of feel um, and agree with. But um, yeah, not so much the other kind of just religious mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, who was it? I think Neil deGrasse Tyson said something along the lines of like religion and like the Bible and all that's good it's okay if that's kind of what you need to have to believe in, to have faith in or whatever, but it starts becoming a problem when people look to it as like a science textbook, as like how the world should work and like that's just it. So I kind of agree with that too. Like, you know, it's okay to have faith in whatever you need to kind of get through your life. But um, it's very, it can get pretty pretty toxic pretty pretty this is not where i expected this conversation to go Mm -hmm. yeah no i feel that for (laughs) sure like i yeah man damn no it's like um, yeah that was real shit yeah i I, like so apparently we have no one here who's like hardcore setting their religion and their ways and like uh goes to you know church every sunday or or tuesday wednesday blah blah blah. but um but yeah that's what we got right here well i mean they always say that you don't talk about religion you don't talk about politics because it's dangerous but i force them to talk about but you know i mean the reason is is because it's interesting and it's mm-hmm. uh, it, it gets people upset if they disagree with you and I think that's something that this group is not afraid of. They're not afraid uh, to say like, "Hey, this is what I believe in," and you know, your opinion is your opinion, but this is what I believe. And you know, a lot of people come on this show and uh, we 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 dip our toes a little bit into controversial topics. Not that this is, but you know. And then the next day they get nervous and they write me and they say, please don't include this because mm. I don't oh, want to upset yeah, yeah. somebody. Are we just going to cut the show? Um, you? Yeah. Are we just going to cut <laughs> the show? Well, you know, and it's tough, but I mean, <laughs> but, it, but it's also really interesting to learn. That. I mean, people see you all playing <laughs> on stage. They may not even listen to lyrics. They think, mm. oh, fuck, this is like a really Good. great band. Yeah, yeah. Um, they see you. They have one impression. They don't have any idea about who you are, <laughs> like what you believe. And, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, like Tom, Tom is dedicated to Jesus Christ. You I know? am, but, but. I think the Bible was written as poorly as the Constitution, so. Hey, nice, nice. You got that going But I respect your faith, man. That's cool, man. <laughs> written by kind of a bunch of people that are, yeah, trying to control the power and, and to hold on right. to the thought of, of spirituality, and that sucks. Yeah, no, that's what that's uh, what yeah. Pete, Pete told me in the middle of my freak out. He said, man, Jesus Jesus Christ was a real human being. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, all that. and I took that to heart. I was like, hmm. No, and here's the deal about that. If, if, if you want to explore that, it's it's not a question about even calling him for any kind of magic or anything like that. It's, it's a... It's it's a road sign. It's it's a it's a guide mm. to be Christ-like. It uh, it's one of the toughest things in the world to mm. do right. Yeah. In your head, you know what's right and you know what's wrong. Mm. And uh, it's like I told you guys earlier. Why would you tell the truth when a lie can get you anything? <laughs> That's how tough it is to be Christ-like. Mm. Yeah. I feel that. No. Yeah. Mm. What was the context of you telling them? Oh, trying to get a fifth song recorded. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> So that, yeah, that, that led Josh astray a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Don't I listen like, to that I part. Th- yeah, yeah. I had to listen to the thing he just said, not the thing he said yeah, earlier. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I like, I looked you in the eyes, like Tom said to lie. Yeah, Tom. I like, hey. <laughs> wow. I said, look, tell me. Wow, to more, 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 more Yeah, I want to hear more music. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah. Put the gun in the first scene. 
Oh, <laughs> you and no, no, I are yeah, we're only on the you're second in trouble, act here. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> we are not in the second act. Yet. No, no, controversy. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're still setting it up, my friends. Oh God. We got on that because we were talking about um, you in and out, and yes. uh, oh, and having out. conversations, yes. and being political, and um, and my my basic pro- prompt was, uh, you know, in a roundabout way, like what this group stands for. And it seems like though you're not all uh, a hive mind, you know, you don't all think the same stuff about everything. You do seem to be unified in like we're going to get on stage. We don't care if we get political. Never once has anybody. I don't think stepped to me. I don't think anybody stepped to anybody and said, you know, what? I don't know if you should say that. You know, yeah. I don't know if you should say that because, you know, everybody speaks for each other and we all speak for ourselves. So if somebody got some something to say to me, then I know, you know, P gonna come over and wonder what's going on. Da, da, da. It, you know, as you said, we get up on stage and we're like, you know, promoting the sound, digging the sound, you know, whatever, uh, vibing with the audience and people are vibing with us. But uh, it, when we release, everybody's gonna hear every lyric. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna put it out on Genius or whatever we do. And uh, I don't think there's any kind of concern about anybody getting mad over any lyric. Um, we just don't want to be hate-based. We don't want to talk about nobody yeah, like, yeah. you know, we no diss songs, ain't no, ain't no reason, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But to explore topics is what we do, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, all, we all sitting around, we all thinking of what we're gonna write. What are we writing about? Let's write about something interesting. Does anything actually feel dangerous though? Because I mean, here's the thing, like everything is so like stratified now. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like you're obviously not going to get people wearing the, you know, the red Trump hats in the audience. <laughs> yeah, Obvi- obviously, none of those people are going to come to your show. So, so. and those yeah. are the types of people that would yeah. be upset about. I hope we go to them. Let's go Honestly, to them. actually, Let's go. real talk, like Let's play Trump um, probably. with what you're <laughs> saying, Trump, like with people that disagree, we all are from the same area. We come from Santa Rosa. And I will say loosely that we are all somewhat liberal in a sense, like none of us are like overly conservative. Does anyone object? Okay. Yeah. So we all come from the same area. We live in this liberal bubble, you know, and I think we've and we stayed local. Our music is local. It hasn't traveled out far yet. And so once we do, you know, you get to those areas where people actually have that far right thinking they're they're not going to be comfortable with it. They're going to feel attacked or offended and they're going to feel some type of way. But what we want to do is we want to make them feel that type of way because we're bringing it to the table. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't care whether you agree or disagree. That's we just want you to shit. think about the topic. Some punk shit. Yeah, yeah. You I want to go back to one thing. You mentioned uh, somebody passed away recently that was extra religious. Yeah. Who was that? It was my auntie, uh, Maggie May. And she was an important person to you. Very, very much so. Actually, I've lost you know quite a few people over the past two years, but... Uh, yeah, my auntie Maggie May. I talked about I talk about her in a, quite a few songs um, that I'm putting out with this band and on my own solo stuff. And um, yeah, a very very important person to me. She wasn't she wasn't uh, connected through blood to me. I call her my auntie because um, she saved my mom. You know, she uh, her her and my mom have a gigantic history um, that goes that runs really really deep in my family and. And uh, they both went through very, very hard times and found each other in a very, very low place and um, came out of there. And that was before I was even born. And then, you know, I I could go on and on and on about the struggles that they went through. But for real, for real, she just was there for me um, uh, all throughout my life. She had six boys. I was one out of four boys with my own mother. There's 10 boys in, in just this one part of my family. And she always made sure that I was very comfortable. She always showed that she had faith in my abilities. And she was a very, very important person to me. Yeah. When did she pass? 
uh, last year, the end of last year. Did she ever get to see this band? She never got to no. Okay. She she heard me she heard me um rap to her and I came to her hospital and she read some of my lyrics, but she never got to see this band. I appreciate you sharing that because I think these are the things that have made you who you are. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have even known that she was in any songs for this group. So, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that, and you know, it, it's family. And you know, Josh, you were on with Karupi, I think, two years ago, and um, your family and and your heritage has played a big role in the songs that you write. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, you know, this this is a little bit of a lighter prompt, but I mean. You've been going by another name when you uh, when you're featured on Friends releases. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a song with, Jan- with Forehead. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, tell us yeah. about tell us about that name and why you chose that name. Uh, I haven't like said anything publicly or anything like or make it on news. Instagram. But, news. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Just like if I'm gonna be on like a friend song or something, I just go by Yatere, uh, which is Yasu Yatere, which is a mythological creature from Paraguay. Pulled that like my band's name. Yeah, I really wore this, <laughs> but uh, just had to look at Robert for a sec. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to just represent like the culture that I come from and stuff. And Yasu Yatere was always like one that like uh, I was like pulled to. Like he, I just you gotta go deep into what it, what he is. What who, he who is he? Okay, he's not oh, as oh. exciting as Kurupi, where it's like you know big dick monster but he is uh, go listen to the Karupi episode if you want to learn about the big dick monster yeah. big yeah. dick monster, monster on t-shirt look yeah. it up for real um yasu yatere uh basically his whole thing is he protects children and he um i have a fun story when i told my i told when i went to Paraguay two years ago i told my grandma that um that i was gonna go by like yatere like yasu yatere when i rapped and she was just like casually just like yeah i remember when i saw him and i was like what <laughs> and so she tells me that because the whole thing with Yasu Yatare is yeah he protects children he does all this stuff he's like this like short like he's like got like brown skin kind of like dirty blondish hair and he carries around a staff and he sings and his whole thing is um he uh my grandma said that when she was pregnant with my dad uh she remembered that it was like over 100 degrees and it was really hot and she wanted to get something from the store to just make something to eat that night but she was like you know she was like deep into her pregnancy wasn't sure if she was like gonna be able to make the walk from her house to store with that weather and so she like walked to the door and she said she when she opened the door she saw him fainted woke up back on her bed and was just like confused but then she was still hungry so she got up and did it again she opened the door she saw him again there and then in there again and then she woke up and she like the way she told it to me was that she thought it was a sign that if she went out that night like or that day something would have happened because uh where my dad's from like isn't the most safest place like so yeah so that was like the connection of Yasuyatere for me and I pulled it he's considered to be the lord of the siesta that too yeah yeah all about like naps and stuff I kind of thought he was about like terrorizing children. That was what I read. Oh damn! Yeah. So then, and I was going to ask yeah. what your position on this was. You've adopted this yeah. name, and uh, so I please, please respond. Children. Please respond because <laughs> the Wikipedia entry makes it seem like he terrorizes. That's children. The, that's the thing with Paraguay. Like a lot of the myth, because it's all like indi- it's like indi- it's from the Watani tribe and everything, and everything's passed around through spoken language. Yeah. So depending on where you go to Paraguay, it's different meanings, like. Yeah, like in some parts in Paraguay, Kurupi is seen as like a hero, like a savior. Other parts you go, he's like a terrible person who kills people and all this stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's because it's, it's all word of mouth. Like if you look up Wikipedia, it might be like, you know, like it, it's a myth. It's like 
it's like tall tales you know like it's like none of them is like the true official one yeah i love that story about your, is your aunt you said or my grandma your grandma mm-hmm. yeah reminds me of you 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 had an encounter where you uh felt like you saw god yeah you don't have to tell the story if you don't want yeah, to I, but i just i just love stories like true. that where like you know your mm-hmm. grandma had that experience mm-hmm but a lot of people would hear that and be like, did you really have that experience? Mm-hmm. Somebody would hear that you saw yeah, God at your lowest moment. Yeah, that's why I'm alive right now. Yeah. Mm. Really I actually uh, uh, destroyed a quarter ounce of cocaine on, on the word of God. Do that, that now. Do that now or you'll be dead in the morning. And well, How about this? How about I wake up and I'll sell it all. I'll sell it all and never bite it. That would be spreading the poison. True that. Oh, dude, so if you want to live, you got you to gotta get rid of this shit. Wow. And that was it for me. That was a, uh, I had, I had uh, about a quarter ounce a day addiction going, and I'd lost pretty much everything I had, and uh, when I flushed that shit down the sink, I didn't even crave it after that. It was the damnedest thing, mm. and that was, yeah. That's that exact, bro, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is the kind of stuff that I bring to this band, and I bring to my lyrics. It's like, that, this is the place where I came from, you know what I mean? Like, all the people, all the important people in my life, they've been through, you know, yeah. part, parts of what he's talking about. It's like... It's like that's the kind of maybe not the message, you know, part of the message, but that's the kind of content that I you know, I bring to um, the impressions table because you know I want to talk about hard times, I want to talk about where people come from, what what it's really like at the bottom. You feel me? Because um, that's all I saw growing up. I mean, I did I wasn't in the pits of it. Thank God. You know, my mom was very very strong, got me out of there. But all the people that were most important to me all told me stories of redemption yeah. or told me stories of failure. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Yeah, kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely just like also just like why music is like a spiritual thing because it's like I feel like, like I said, like I feel like sometimes when I perform certain songs and certain verses that mean certain things to me about people that aren't here anymore, like I can feel it. Like when I'm there on stage and I'm saying it, like I can feel their presence, and that's just like something that always like I don't know if you feel that way. With uh, uh, yeah, no, for sure. Go back to what Josh said. How like you know spiritually, you can bring someone into music and then embody their presence with your lyrics or just with lyrics and the music in general. I'm gonna go back to when we were at the Arlene and Robert had Move Love already made and he had performed it already, but his his family hadn't heard it yet. And I remember seeing his mom specifically his mom there's other family members in the crowd but i remember seeing his mom in the front row with her phone out recording him and he's rapping move love talking about uh his auntie maggie may mm. and like dude seeing tears roll out of her eyes and seeing his whole family just cry like it just hit me like i was like shit rest in peace maggie may and i have never met her you know but i felt for him and i felt for her and i was like shit she's here you know like Share her presence is here through him. And like, yeah, props to what Josh said, because that's real. Thank you. It's been two years since you were on this show. And uh, you were on this show, uh, talking to Josh, Karupi episode, uh, right before the Trump election. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was the summer of 2016, I think. Hmm. The summer of 2016? No, it was this. Was it summer of 2017? Because yeah. the summer of 2016 is when Eduardo passed. So, tw- uh, summer 2017. No, it was 2017. Yeah. Well, never mind. 
That's crazy. <laughs> oh, damn. I was like, this Yo, that's yeah, crazy. Well, Never mind. Yeah. Hey, bring yeah. it into the to the EP or the demo that's about to drop with the impressions or whatever. Yeah. On Jazz Rhythm and Blues, a song that we've already you know discussed or whatever. On Jazz Rhythm and Blues, I did talk about uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Well, what I was gonna, yeah, I, mean, I sent that to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I guess what I'll say is this: it's like, you know, I. I, I Obviously, uh, this band is influenced by the country that they live in and the politics of this era. And Trump getting elected was a, a, a sh- just like an earth-shaking thing for so many people that we know. And mm. I'm just curious, like, do you feel like that event changed you as people? Oof. Definitely. Definitely, without even think, a hesitation. I think the only reason I get, and Joe knows this more than anyone, because I ran his ear every time he get a car ride. <laughs> I've never been more into politics ever than because mm. of something like this. Yeah, yeah. Like my whole, mm. my, I literally could not care less who the president was. You know, even with, um, when Obama was elected, like the gravity of having, you know, a uh, black president still like p- politics was just not relevant to me. I could never have seen it in a way that mattered until someone like Donald Trump appears. And it's, it's really hard to uh, explain, but something about seeing someone like that who you think is like, you know, this fictional character that it's, he, he's almost like, you know, I hate to use like, the, he's like the, the trump card um, that you would play when you're trying to make an argument, like trying to, a caricature of some kind of extreme evil that you'd not want. Mm-hmm. And somehow that person is now the president, you know, with all these ideas that I could have never seen um, a leader in America ever, you know, having again. And so, yeah, I can say for me, the reason I care and pay attention as much as I do, and I, push all these guys like I asked them you know do you know who the candidates are and some of them didn't know and I listed them off you know some of the people who are running and uh yeah it definitely matters to me a lot man would you say that uh Donald Trump is the result of Barack Obama because, well, no, 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 I love the fact that Barack Obama was our first black president. That was the best time of my life. Best eight years. <laughs> yeah, but, man. Black people. Yes. But, um, you know, you get the polar opposite. You get the first black president in America, and it is, like, fucking amazing. Mm. Democrats are like, yes, this is great. But Your then, face, but then, But then, you know, after Barack Obama's gone, yeah. you got Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Why does Donald Trump come after Barack Obama? Yeah, it's a pendulum. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I see you. You know what I'm saying? Because we're stuck in a two-party system. And it's, yeah. Uh, that sucks exactly. as well. Mm-hmm. So you got a whole bunch of people who are talking, and then, like, one part is talking about all the way over here. You just said this in the earlier, but earlier, I mean, but, like, one, one part is talking all the way over here, and the other part is talking all the way over here. But there's a whole bunch of people that are right here, like, right in the middle. That's where the majority of people are. Where's the party are. for them? Where, you know, feel me? So it's, like, it's hard to vote. It's hard to get out and vote, and it's hard to know what you want to do in your community when the people that are getting on the news the people who are making the statements the media people da, 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 um, are getting in the media those people are extremists those people are saying all the things that you know are way out there but you don't really have a lot of people speaking out for the majority of people that's really tough it's tough to do though you know yeah definitely um and to respond uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i'm telling you i wasn't really ready Pretty for that <laughs> i wasn't ready I'm gonna None say. None of us were. To, <laughs> <laughs> That's the second act, right there. To, to bounce second off act. of Robert really quick, I want to say, like, when he's talking about, you know, this sort of middle ground of politics that's often forgotten, you know, in the in the media today, 
I want to start by addressing what you just said and say that I don't mm-hmm. want to like you know, you know, um, stroke Obama's ego t- too much here. Yeah. He was an okay president. I mean, as a oh, yeah. as a black president, it's, it's great. It means a lot to have that representation, even though I'm only half. And um, Robert, you know, has that same um, background too. It's 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 very significant to see that, but. He was okay. I don't want to. I don't want to put myself on blast too much. Some people come after me, so I'm not going to say any details. But um, Uh, maybe I'll just say something that maybe you want to say, can't say. I'm not going (laughs) to overstep. I'm just going to say that I think that people who supported Obama would have liked to see him go as in on his agenda mm-hmm. as it kind of seems yes. like Trump is doing. You know, and of course, seems, man, Trump that. is trying to pull the plug on the whole country. What yeah. you mean? What <laughs> I mean is he's a far right candidate. He's yeah, a far right president. So he going to do that. And so, oh, you know, and Obama came in and people were like, okay, things are going to change in a, in a leftward a way. For sure. And so mm-hmm. he did a lot of middle ground measures, which then now that he's out of power and now we have this far right person. Didn't power, do much. Well, we just, we look at it now and we're like, gosh, I wish that when our guy was in for four, for eight years, we would have made the kinds of changes to the left that now are being made on the right. Yeah. And that, I, I kind of sense that's what you're getting yeah, at a little bit. That was part of it. Like there's plenty of places where he didn't do enough. And then somewhere he did too much. Like I would agree. I would not hesitate to say he may have been a little, um, uh, trigger happy with some of the bombings in the middle East and other mm. things like that from mm. critical. Um, he, he was somehow very hard and very soft on radical Islam, which is a strange position to have and lots of other things but i'm not going to get like i said too in detail on that to directly respond to you though i would say that yes most definitely you know the the huge backlash and we can pretend that we were under the illusion at least i can say that i was growing up as a child under obama that racism was not a thing that became very clear after mm-hmm. they had a chance to replace Obama. Dude, why did yeah. I not? I was not on that wavelength. I was thinking politically, yeah, race had a gigantic part to do with that. I had, like, multiple, multiple I, had, I was on debate team in high school, right, <laughs> when this whole thing happened. So I did a lot of research on the topic. I there had debates go. about this thing. And it's like, bro, race had a gigantic play in that. And when you said that, I was thinking more like a political way, like pendulum, <laughs> like what he just said. But, yeah, no, race had a gigantic yeah. part in that. I was kind of taken out of it. I'm much more of a trying to trying to put myself in the middle ground in terms of politics. You can hear that in the verse. I'm like literally like pointing out like Hillary and then I'm saying like, what did Donald Trump do? What did Hillary do? You know, but um, I watched a lot of like videos of like Trump rallies and a lot of videos like, you know, portraying the Trump rallies to be like overly aggressive and just really, really racist. And then I watched a lot of videos by um, conservative or, you know, under the channel of like conservative people or Republican people where they were, you know, showing like actual video proof of like them being, you know, like hit or, you know, seriously like shouted down when they're trying to have a simple conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like there was this one video that really stuck out of my mind where a guy is promoting his business of teaching people how to use guns. You know what I'm saying? He's like, let me teach you really how to use a gun. You know what I'm saying? If you have a gun uh, legally or, or even illegal, I will, I will teach you how to use that and how to use it safely. This is my business. It's legit. You know, he has this thing and he also has a Make America Great Again hat on. And he's out promoting his business, handing out flyers. Somebody knocked his hat off, knocked him down, pushed him to the other side of the street where the where the um, where the conservatives and Republicans were told him don't come back here, and then when he you know uh, you know objected and said I need my hat back and all that stuff, they did this whole game where they basically kept his hat from him, and you know when they couldn't move him because they were being watched, when they couldn't like push him, and they said don't push me, better not push me, they just these you know liberal people with a whole bunch of like Hillary Bernie people, um, they like just kind of like got around him and just kind of like shoved him just a little bit at a time, and uh, I was a huge Bernie supporter. Um, so when he fell out, and it was between Hillary and uh, 
That was bullshit, man. Man, mm-hmm. I just I just kind of fell out of the whole thing. I was like, let me go right. It's done for me. I couldn't I couldn't vote at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I was uh, well. There you go. Okay. This is where it gets dangerous. These are the conversations oh, where it gets really dangerous. dangerous now. You know what I mean? Uh, we mm. can talk religion all we want, but nobody's going to really give a shit about that. It's this huh. is like, this is the new religion. This is the new religion. Yeah, for and, uh, um, it's it's been like that in politics for as long as I mean, right right out of the gate. Uh, oh, I, think, I, I disagree. During oh like, God, you ought to go back to Jefferson and well, Adams. I mean, for in the nineties, though, I'm like talking it, about all the way back into the early seventeen hundreds. Well, you talk about pendulum swinging back and forth. I think we, you know, I I'm a bit older than you guys. I don't know how old you guys are, but I think you're in your early twenties. <laughs> I'm, the old, I'm the oldest. I'm twenty one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah Wait, I'm, so I'm, that would make you like eleven when uh, Barack Obama got. Sort of, took yeah, like around. 10 or whatever. I remember I was like eight and my uh, English teacher, well, my English elementary school teacher walked up to me and said, this is a big moment for you. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> no, no, I, I was just going to say, I, I think you're 100% right and I think you should make your point. I'm just saying that we had a period when I was growing up and when you were in your, more of what, you're in your 30s and 40s, I guess you'd say, where uh, it wasn't quite as vitriolic. You know what I mean? It People were kind of checked out politically. It was a mm. little more peaceful and that is not how we are now. No, you know, it's really weird. So, um, when Barack Obama was elected, uh, a good uh, the guy that I've been playing music with for a good portion of my life, his son uh, was absolutely mortified because uh, not because Barack was was black, but because he was on the left and he was a Democrat. And this kid was heartbroken. You know, don't worry about it. Uh, when I was uh, boy. 17, we had Richard Nixon as, as our president, and that guy was just using the Vietnam War to, to keep his presidency alive. Mm. And it, it doesn't get any worse than that, I think. And, uh, and when he won the re-election again, I was heartbroken. But uh, the pendulum does swing, and that's what I told this kid. Don't worry about it. You're gonna, it's going to come back and forth. We only have a two-party system. We're gonna get to, it's just going to go back and forth forever at this system. And uh, I was writer than I wish that I'm sorry that I that I uh, I can't believe it ended up with. But the fact of the matter is, it would have been we would be in almost as much trouble, I think, if Hillary Clinton was elected. Mm-hmm. I don't think she could handle the world scene that well. I don't think she could handle uh, the vitriol in this country right now. I don't think she could handle the polarization. It'd also probably be a war. Most definitely. I mean, oh, yeah. damn. We yeah. Would, yeah. And there is absolutely that. So. Yeah. You know, it's just it's going to keep going back and forth as long as we've got this two party system. I'm afraid that uh, that really it's just the way it's going to be. And uh, I have said it, and I mean it. I will not vote for a Republican or a Democrat, no matter what office they're running for anymore. I think that's half the problem, and, and uh, that takes me out of the game for a while. But I'm over it. And some people would hear that they'd get pissed at you. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, of course they, they would say people yeah. like you anyway. <laughs> no, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's no, it's, it's just that. really interesting. And like when you talk about like a, a gun guy who's uh, teaching people how to shoot guns, there's some people who would just get mad at you for even like being even patient with it. a gun yeah. person. Yeah. Or people would get mad at you for having sympathy for somebody wearing a, a MAGA hat because they think anybody who wears a MAGA hat is uh, yeah. you know is evil. Man, people Racist. is people, man. Well, people yeah, is people. That's man. I think Warren. I think that's. I think that's a great position. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, um, I think Derek and I, or we were just at in and out the other night, and uh, we were talking about this, but it's just... <laughs> I told you guys, in and out. Like, <laughs> like, like you said, it, I, it just, you know, you got to... Like w- when I heard about people getting mad when um, Ben Shapiro was like going to colleges and they just like, or no, who was that? Something Milo. Like, yeah, Milo yeah, and Ben. Both yeah. great yeah. last right, names. Right-wing right provocateurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and they were just like, they didn't let him talk. And, you know, like I'm more, I'm liberal and like, I I understand why, but you you gotta, like, you, you can't be doing that. You gotta hear both sides. It gets muddled. It's, it just, it doesn't help anyone. No. It's like, tough. And then you, these people who don't want to listen to either side, they just get stuck in their bubble and then right. there's no... And the question is, what are you afraid of the guy saying? Are you afraid that people are going to believe him? Or are you afraid that he's going to change minds? Yeah. Uh, that you wouldn't let somebody speak? That is, that's saying that you're actually afraid of the guy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. rough, that, though, because I did understand. Because Maybe I'm too forgiving. Maybe I'm too looking into other people's minds. But the thing is, like, I remember saying those exact same words in, in a class I was in. And in a college class, too. And it's like, yo, like, okay, what do you have against Milo? Why are you keeping him out of the school? Because that's what I was saying. I was the one who was like, dude, like, come on, let the guy speak. Free speech. That's what, what I stand for. That's what we should stand for as a country. Um, but then somebody said, oh, well, what about, you know, hate speech? I haven't read up too much on Milo, you know what I'm saying? But earlier we were just talking about music, right? Communication through, through music, whatever, lyrics. I said, what did I say? I said, I- I'm down to say whatever the hell as long as we ain't projecting no hate speech. And the thing is, if you know, I'm trying to put myself in a situation, if we were at a show and we had a group or a band come on and they were promoting some kind of hate speech, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't, I can't really get a specific, I can't think of a specific because I don't want to go too extreme. But obviously, if they were like, you know, racist or whatever, like it would be, it, it, you know, things would get touchy for real, for real. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know. I, I'm I mean, trying to think. I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. You know, because it's your, co- it's not my college. I, I don't go to Berkeley. Right, you feel right. me? I don't have to go and be like, well, I'm the, you know, the reporter. I'm the guy who writes the school paper. So I have to be here and listen to this guy, you know, talk about how Jews don't deserve something or something like that. You know, something really messed up, you know what I'm saying, that people have a hard time listening to because of the life that they've lived. But it, it, it goes, you know, I'd have to listen in both sides. Like the first step to understanding each other more and getting progress of some kind and moving forward would be to, like, talk it out. Like, you know, understand each listen. side of the argument. The and first step to understanding somebody is to hear them first. Yeah, listen. Yes. Exactly. So I just, you know, the the whole, just like not letting anyone, not letting them speak because you don't yeah. agree with it just is very, um, uh, just is, isn't very helpful. And they got something to say. I'm just, all yeah, I want to say just really quickly is like, but what if their only intention is to provoke well, you? Right. You know? So then, that, though that is where that's, that's like, and I you yeah. see so much of that nowadays. I mean, you see like, in, I mean, I again, I did yeah, not I, intend for this to become one of these sort of conversations. <laughs> but I mean, there was a massacre last weekend at a mosque in New Zealand, that and now. that uh, that person who d- did that was a troll. Like, if you read his manifesto, it had all sorts of, like, provoking little in-jokes. Mm. So it's become this, like, mm. really wild world where there's not good... You know what it is? It's not good faith discussion. It's not, like, good faith, like, yeah, the, so. the, uh, the marketplace of ideas or whatever. I mean, you have, you have certain people who, whose intention mm. is to fire up and to provoke. Mm. Yeah. And, I, and I don't know how you, uh, right. how you do and that. I, because I politically, that's, that's not dumb, though. Um, you can... You can I, I don't know where, where you go with that. But uh, they're not doing it just to provoke. I think they're. I, I think you you can find yourself in a dangerous position if that's what you believe. Hmm. Uh, I think the question would be, what do they want? What are they trying to get? Where, where, where do they want this world to move? Chloe, if we're at the boutique, right, right, we're at the boutique chilling spot, right, yes. right, and we have a band come in there first time. Are they allowed back if they get up on stage and start like spitting some hate speech towards? 
whether it be Jews or black people or all this other shit. Boutique is a house venue. House venue. That you correct. guys run. Yeah. Are they allowed back yeah. at the show? Like, they're not allowed back at the show. Don't come to the show, bro. Um, I mean... Have you had a band like that yet show up yet? I don't think so. No. You never would in this circle, but, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah, but yeah. it's a really great point. Yeah. You know? No, um, definitely. I'm sorry. Like, at least... I don't know. I guess sort of like a probationary period where it's like, okay, you're yeah. gone until we can both like come together and try <laughs> to like yeah. figure this shit out. See, with me, to me, oh, what's yeah, interesting is because no one's going to go up there and, and throw a bunch of anti-Semitic stuff out. Nobody's going to go up there and say mm-hmm. a bunch of like straight racist stuff. But they may drop a homophobic slur, and mm. that may really upset some people that are mm. in attendance. Yeah. And that's this is where this stuff gets interesting because mm-hmm. it's like, where is the line of? You are not allowed here anymore. And, For and me, then, it is and a then firm that's line. dangerous too. That's dangerous too. Right. Deciding who's in and who's out. And um, but then again, it's dangerous to allow people to get up there and spew hate speech. So this is tricky, tricky stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, I'm gonna be like dead ass. Like, if there's like someone who's on stage and rapping, singing, doing whatever, saying some racist or homophobic shit, I would stop it then and there. Yeah. I would not be cool with that at all. Yeah. Um, there has been situations where things have happened where certain people have made people uncomfortable and we've like and have like been either t- just yeah people were people aren't acting appropriate in a social setting that we've like talked to them and told them that they're not allowed to come back and there was actually one situation where we played a show are you about to say what i think, I think you're about to say should i not bring it up it's no I continue think so. i think uh, i know what you're about no to say. dude it was a uh man was it cringy was it towards it the end the of cringy, the set yeah oh damn it dude should i say not okay so <laughs> I didn't. Okay, so <laughs> I'm trying to defend myself. Hold on. So we know um, it's going to be interesting because of this lead-in. It's some um, like fuck shit. But um, there, so we had like um, I have a friend who's like a producer. He like just he put like uh, he like chopped up something and he played like a beat. And we we're having like a cipher, so people were coming up and freestyling. You know, James yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Forehead is freestyling. Elias goes on PhD, and then yeah. I go on. We do our verses and everything, and then we're like just like ad libbing and being like really hype in the back. This kid comes up and he's like kind of shy at first and he's like doing like the whole like modern triplet and he's like and he's just like saying stupid like and he's like fuck on your bitch fuck on you and he's like saying like just stupid ignorant stuff yeah. and then like he's like then he slips the n-word in oh. and then like try and like feel the vibe we're like yeah. we don't this, hear this you know a, this is a white kid oh it's yeah. a little white dude no, in yeah. a polo cap you know he's got no like he should not be saying that he's <laughs> and like you know oh, but like I, I i couldn't hear him i was backstage so I, or, I, mean, I mean i was behind him yeah. couldn't hear what he was saying i was like screaming and hyping and stuff it just looked bad and then like he like slipped it at first then realized when no one did anything then he starts yelling and like <laughs> oh, really man. throwing it in yeah and then it like the, the verse ends and we're like if we didn't hear a word he said we're just like yeah hey yeah and we look over to robert and we're like robert do a verse and he's just like yeah. <laughs> he that. that ain't in bro i'm yeah. not with that that no. ain't in i'm not gonna push nobody up the stage i'm not gonna stop the show i'm not gonna say you can't come back but that ain't in i'm oh, not w- getting on the stage yeah. Yeah. i'm not getting i just love that he didn't get negative pushback and he's like Oh, I can say it, dude. No, no he thing. went all in, bro. All oh cards up front no, of the yeah, table, bro. So he, he like he, he like muttered it, and then he was like, and he looked around. He's like, <laughs> just get that, in. man. Yeah, he started dropping the, it. The oh, best so is good. that there are those people that are like <laughs> him who just so badly want to say the word. I get it. They yeah. so yeah. badly want it, and it's it's like a, that's like a comedy routine. What you just said there. Yeah. I mean, it's hurtful yeah. to hear him say that word. I'm sure, and I, and I don't mean to make light of it, oh, but yeah. it is funny that he thought, oh, this is acceptable because no one's pushing me off the stage. I think it. Believe me, I. I 
think it's funny. I'm, you know, I'm the lightest out of all my brothers, probably one of the lightest of my cousins, and and I've dealt with a lot of crap around the, the N-word and the usage of it, even within my own, my own community, you know, people want to talk about it. My mama don't like me using the word, nobody using the word. Some of my uncles don't like it, some of my uncles would never use it. Um, other people use it all the time, so uh, that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, that's, that's, a that's a whole ass yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. that's like three podcasts later, man. Yeah, for real. Uh, but uh, no, but for real, for real, yeah. I was on the side of the stage ready to come in ready to spit a fire a little freestyle have some fun it was towards the end of the show <sighs> little kid oh man that's just he just i was so disappointed no it was funny is that i just i didn't catch like in my position i didn't hear a word he said i was hyping him up and yeah. stuff and i'm just like so everything like in my head it's like oh we're just having a fun cypher so when i look and robert did that my first thought was like oh shit he thought my verse was whack. Nah, like, bro. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how oh, can no. my homies do this to me, bro? I was like, how are these people? I was like, this ain't my yeah. scene, man. This ain't my scene. If I could uh, pop in, I think to kind of bring things full circle to the free speech issue and everything else back before. And I'm going to say something that's going to defending Ben Shapiro a little bit, which I didn't expect to be doing. Let's do but, it. Um, I feel like that situation is a, a nice, easy metaphor for the, the need for kind of open platforming and speech because... You have this kid who now exposed himself in front of everybody. Nobody attacked him or did anything crazy or tried to push him off. You can come up to him right now and be like, yo, that ain't cool. You got, all the, you got this whole crowd of people who just heard it. You can look at their faces. <laughs> you can read. You know, yeah. That is now that or any person, the shooter, to bring in what Warren was talking about. I said, you know, open speech and dialect, whether it's Ben Shapiro or Milo, you know, you want these thoughts exposed. These are the things that if not coming out, I think, and maybe I'm an optimist here. Mm. But, um, you know, when these things are brought out to the public forum, you can easily address them rather than these people going, hiding in their corners, going to their, um, their secret clubs and un- basements, planning, yeah. you know, these are the people who don't get exposed to the light of day with, you know, reasonable conversation. At some point, I'd imagine they weren't the extremists from birth. Yeah. And, you know, I, all, all it takes is really one good conversation to turn them away from that. Mm-hmm. So I think even, I, I guess there's a fear with Ben Shapiro, maybe, coming on and he's going to turn, you know, maybe our own people against us if you think of it in sides and such. But I really just think at the end of the day, like I said, in a way, like you think that sunlight, you know, exposure is the best way you're going to deal with any of these issues rather than hiding in the back and, you know, stabbing you later. Yeah, it isn't the conversation that's the bad thing. Yeah. The bad thing is keeping people separate, keeping, you know, opinions separate exactly. so that they never touch. So, I think so when the they do picture, touch, it's yeah. like volatile, you know. So really even bad. with Ben Shapiro, and I've, I've followed him more, way more extensively, he can say some things like, I'd say actually I disagree with about 90% of what he says, but I do believe that he believes it. And I trust this with Warren and the drive back. And I think it's good that he's out there and I, I can actually hear like, look, this is what a conservative and this many people who are following him believe. Now we can address these things point by point. How do we dismantle them? How do we attack them in a way that is civil, allowing to really, you know, we can hold our own ground and have our, you know, our own equally as powerful impact that he's having on his group. If we can deconstruct these things and counteract them. And you can't do that if you just say, you can't come here. Now those people are not going to, they're only going to get that, you know, one minute clip of him roasting some guy in a little debate thing and not yeah. know anything about in depth of what he stands yeah. for. Mm-hmm. I'd like to clarify though, just real quick, the situations where we have kicked people out of shows. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. I don't want to get too much into detail, but I'm like there was just situations where a guy has made a girl feel uncomfortable in shows and have been too touchy and people and like girls saying no and stop doing this and continuing. And those are the situations where I've kicked people out of shows and, told him not to come back but um yeah that's what i wanted to say oh okay that's that's totally i would totally get that i'm just addressing like i'm very much and i think Mm -hmm. me and rob are on the same page like 
free speech first over everything. Like yeah. at the end of the day, we gotta be able to talk about this stuff. We're not going anywhere. You know, honest, straightforward conversation, regardless how much I hate you. Like, that's the only way you're gonna get anything done, I think. Yeah, man, like on what you're saying, like you gotta invite that person to the dinner party so that you can have them say the wrong shit and then you can <laughs> tell them like, hey, don't do that because you're wrong and that you're going to get fucked up in public, you know? If they're not invited to the dinner party no more, they're going to be at home with their friends doing all that, and then they're going to go out in public and get their ass beat, you uh, know? That's real. I actually, that was kind I, of what I was he, Yeah, actually, yeah. I have had situations like that. You know, not a friend, but a, a, an acquaintance of mine that says some stuff just to me, and I'll be like, listen, keep it real with you. You cool with me, all right? But if you say that to around the wrong people, you're going to get messed up you feel me uh so yeah i, I definitely get that really uh is this cnn or is this like a impressions podcast <laughs> yeah, some, some more music it's a little bit maybe. of everything oh we don't talk about music on this show well, sorry you're at the wrong show none of that none of that <laughs> the song black and blue is a political song right uh yeah i'll tell you like half of it is um it's gonna get more uh political there's like a second version coming out but yeah well i bring it up because i feel like that song is like the easier type of politics to talk about you know, oh, there, there's, sure. a, there's a message in that song and a message that I, I'd love it if you could share. But it's this stuff we just talked about. This is hard, tricky stuff that we'll probably never figure out in our lifetime. But Black and Blue talks about stuff that I think most reasonable people would be like, yeah, this is fucked up. We need to address this. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that song? Um, yeah, there was a see, the thing about the song, the way that it's portrayed and not portrayed, the way that it was put together with the impressions is different from the way that I initially wanted to go about it. Right. Um, I had four verses for that song. I had a lot of verses. I was in a jazz class for, you know, at the JC, and I listened to Black and Blue by Louis Armstrong for the first time. Loved the song uh, and really wanted to write over it. Wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote till I got to that topic, um, which was uh, Louis Armstrong's um, initial, that was his topic. Um, and I, I'm gonna write about that. And I, you know, so I did. The two verses that, aren't on the song that we released got more into my personal experience with police brutality what it means in my personal life and also the you know the things that i saw through like you know media and you know tv and internet whatever when i was in high school things that were prevalent then uh like uh, mike brown and in all these cases to where when i was doing jc in high school at the same time i had many 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 talks about police brutality and things of that nature so those two verses actually i don't use those two for for this version of black and blue and the the version that i use is a little more cutesy and that was not purposeful it just sounded really good in the moment i really wanted to use those two verses um but i'm I'm going to be releasing a, a song called Black and Tan, um, which is a, a playoff of Duke Ellington, Duke Ellington's song, Black and Tan Fantasy. And that song is going to go into a very, very deep personal experience that I went through um, uh, that's going to be more very, very spot on. And it's going to make people be like, oh, well, this part of the story, oh, well, th that's really how it happened. You know, so uh, Black and Blue, though, um, yeah, more towards the end of the first verse, I, I say it's hard. It's hard. And people will never know, you know, how hard it is. Just like every other experience in this world, um, something that's personal to you, um, you can, you know, obviously find uh, other people that have gone through something like it or, you know, whatever. But every every personal experience is, is your own. And uh, I just try to, you know, share as much as I can. Is it too much to ask about the experience in black and tan? Would you rather not share that? Sure, why not? Yeah. 
Uh, well, okay. Well, this actually includes uh, uh, P over there too, and Josh over there too. But um, mm. uh, damn. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I could tell the story. Well, uh, Black and Tan is, is going to be more focused on the relationship between. What's up, Josh? I'm just asking like. Yeah, I, yeah, I you talk, you're talking about. I'm Thanks uh, yeah. for saying the name. Well, I appreciate mean, that. Josh you could have like, said, "What are we talking about?" Let's I know, but you yeah. could have said anything, and now we're we have a name now. We'd like to blast. cut the name out. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's ahead. fine. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Out. Appreciate you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, damn. All right. Fine. Jesus. All right. Black and Tan Fantasy was a song that I recently, you know, got onto. Really, really, really dope song. I really, really liked it. Once again, same exact experience I had with Black and Blue, except it's a year and a half later. I wanted to base the song off of an experience that uh, me and P and, and Josh went through um, uh, that in my eyes was very indicative of uh, a bigger problem, um, but also just a, a really crazy night. So um, the band heard this months after it happened, um, but uh, it happened just on a really uh, late night. So we were all chilling. It was me, P and Josh. Um, we were chilling in Elias's uh, bedroom um and uh it was, it was a really late night we were watching like stupid funny videos and we hear two gunshots down the street so me i hop up in- instantly or at least i looked up instantly and immediately felt like i needed i needed to go outside maybe not go out to where it was but at least go outside get a feel of what was happening hear my you know use my ears um, I remember P, he opened the door or his door was open. His dog ran out down the street. He had to go get his dog. He ran. He said, I'm, I got to go get my dog. Da, da, da. Josh stood exactly like sat exactly where he was and did not move uh, that entire time. Um, so there was another person there. What's up, my, my boy Noah. OK, so yeah, yeah. Noah and me connected. We were both on the same wavelength. We said we're going to go out. So we both stepped out. He stepped out first, stepped out second. I stepped out second. We were in his backyard, and uh, and I hear I didn't hear no help. I didn't hear nothing. I just heard, like, you know, tires screeching and glass. So I'm like, oh, you know, damn. And I open the you know gate slowly. I run out um, to the street. It's a private road, real, real, like, big. Like, no, this isn't the city. This is, like, um, uh, Hey, oh. we're, we're in Southwest Santa Rosa, by Southwest the way. Southwest Santa Rosa. We're in, Ro- you know, Roseland. Yeah. So. Right next to Moreland, you know, down the street. So, you know, it's a... Shit happens. Yeah, yeah. It's rough. Point is, let me get to this. I'm, I run down the street to where I think I hear somebody yell for help. And I get to the end of the street. It was... How, how long would you say that was? Um, but, yeah. How, I, how long the street is? Yeah, yeah. Not, not like, too good, long. like, you know, 20, 30 yards, bro. Yeah, well, yeah. It was right there. So, I was running and uh, I see, yeah, this was, a dude had been shot through his neck and was bleeding out of both sides of his neck so intensely that I thought he had been shot in his chest and in his body because the blood had completely caked his shirt. Um, and I had no idea what I was going to do. And I just told him to lay down. So only me and Noah were there. Elias was getting his um, dog and, and Josh was still in the house. And so I, it was in the middle of the night. Nobody's out there. He had been yelling and doing whatever. Obviously, he'd been doing it for at least two minutes. Oh, no, yeah. Hey, he was banging on the next he door. He was banging on the door. Door, yeah. yeah he's so trying to yelling help. for help. We came. We were the only people that came. Mm-hmm. Nobody else came throughout that entire. We were with him for five to seven minutes. What would you say? Five, oh, we were with that, him. It was like, yeah, it felt like long, bro. It, it felt, felt like thirty felt like, minutes. It felt like fifteen. Yeah. Anyway, point it was is, crazy. point is, I want to, I want to like run through this. So, 
I told him to get on the ground. I didn't have a shirt on. All I had was my, my black hoodie. It was my Earl hoodie, man. Love that hoodie. RIP my hoodie. But, yeah, so I took off my hoodie, you know, and wrapped it around his neck, tried to apply pressure, um, you know, and he was talking. He was breathing. He was talking to us, and he, but he was shot clear through both sides. So um, he had been shot through his car and all this, you know, his glass and lights, and it was very, very confusing. I laid him down on somebody's front lawn and, you know, uh, applied pressure, asked him what his name was. You know, he told me his girlfriend's name. He told me what kind of car it was. He told me that it was down the street. We had the same conversation about four times with me and uh, Noah, and then Elias pulled up, and, um, yeah, Elias also, he, he, he called his girlfriend and all this other stuff happened, but it was a it was a crazy uh, crazy moment. This this particular um, guy was a, Lat- a Latino guy. I could tell um, by a, a couple of um, a couple of tattoos that he had, and obviously by the situation that he was probably gang affiliated. This was probably you know a drive by shooting that was waiting to happen for a while. Wasn't thinking about that in the moment though, because I was telling like a grown man that he was gonna be okay. You know, like he was gonna you know go home, everything was gonna be fine, and he's bleeding so much that I have blood all over my chest. My arms everywhere. It was, just, it was, it was crazy. Um, so long story short, he lived, um, and um, I'm glad to say that. But uh, it turned out two things. One, it took the cops fucking forever to get there, or at least it felt like forever. And then two, when the cops did get there, um, so there's this, there's this lawn. Um, we're in the middle of the lawn. We're in the middle of the lawn, and there's a very clear spot where he could have gotten parked right there he could have parked right up against uh the the guys that had been shot his truck but he didn't he parked over by a hedge by the the southeast point of the the lawn that we were you know sitting at at this point there was a whole bunch of people around us and there's a whole bunch of people out of their homes offering me a shirt and saying what happened all this stuff so he comes and i remember distinctly he comes he closes his takes the time to close his car door the cop and walks over like with like Moses zero no urgency. zero urgency. Yeah, the cop was from the like the call was from Noah who was saying this man has been shot through the neck and is bleeding all over my friend. Like this is this is a big situation, and so the guy Moses on over. He took at least a slight stop to address someone who had been saying he mm. said what happened or somebody yeah. else yelled to him what happened or or said like he he got shot. Da, da, da. And and he like I remember he at least paused for a moment and I just thought it to be it seemed for so long for me that I yelled almost at the top of my lungs. I said, this man has been shot through the neck and is bleeding all over me. I'm holding him like holding his whole head so that I, you know, the blood doesn't come out. Cop continues to walk over, um, uh, uncovers uh, the the wound and then applies more pressure so that the blood comes out of his lungs. And and I thought, what in the fuck just happened like ha- I, I forgive me you know forgive me because i man i hey. love i love people and it's like bro it, R- real talk bro you could say like just playing devil's advocate because i was in that situation you could say that cop was being calm and collective you know he walked over because he didn't want nobody to panic he didn't understand the situation you know obviously there's a shooter involved like honestly i was astonished that you and noah even ran out to the gunfire because in my mind and especially in josh's mind it's like we know where we're at there's gunshots every night where i live you know it's like 
why am I going to run out and get myself shot? What if that shooter doubles back and sees that he ain't dead and fires back? You know, that, then you all yeah. die. I've had that exact you know? same thought believe exactly. me, a million times. But the thing, but thing like, about it is the situation called for yeah. me at least walking out, hearing the gunshots yeah, yeah. and hearing somebody speed up. And I so commend you for that, bro. Somebody got was, shot. Yeah, and then by the time, he did yell help. He, he did, did yell yeah, help. Was, I remember like there was like silence for a second. You hear yeah. the shots, we no stop, and then there's someone yell help. Man, yeah. if I hear somebody yell help, I heard, man, tire screeching. No. I'm running. So anyway, um, yeah, got to it. And so I thought that was interesting. I also thought it was interesting that afterwards we collected some kind of information uh, that was pretty solid that, you know, um, that this particular gang member had like a history or whatever. And he also had a history for his reputation was not liking black people, being racist towards black people who lived on that block. Um, he was he was like, you know, he was in the area, like he lived around there, whatever, whatever. And um, yeah, he did. He like was known for like fighting uh, like a, at least a few, you know, black people because he didn't like um, black people. So I thought it'd be from my perspective that what I just told you was very objective. A lot of what I was just saying, I was just telling you to play by play. But um, for black and tan, I was planning on going more in depth of, you know, where I where I th think that situation lies within my community and my mind. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's I thought you were going. I to my I had some, but it does. <laughs> you you said well, it all. well. You lost a friend who did that very thing. Yeah, right. Oh, I that's think that's what, what you thinking. were thinking. Yeah, that is what I was thinking. Downtown I I, lo I yeah I lost a friend who did what you did. Yeah. Um. He he went to aid another friend who had been uh, actually. Yeah, he got involved in in a, uh, a knife fight and and uh, it cost him his life, and he was trying to uh, he was trying to help. Mm. So I you know do be careful with that. Um, it could have gone the other way pretty quickly. Yeah, obviously. But you did the right thing. You know, I, like, shoot, man. I think about it as like obviously that could have happened. Everybody and their mama after that told me like, dude, don't be an idiot. Like. You're a young man with your whole life ahead of you. Like, why are you running out to gunfire? Were you, you, you guys, you, you stopped the bleeding. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Had, the had guy he, probably would not have lived. Didn't that's no, exactly no. what I'm saying. He had been shot through the neck. He was banging on somebody's door for already had, it had been yeah. 60 seconds. So if we had not ran out to him from where yeah. we were, that man's life is, is gone. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely Robert said he saved his life that night. Yeah. He saved his life that night. And what was crazy was that, like, you know, my my boy Noah, his uh, his his uncle owns a towing company, and he he got his car impounded. And the dude that got shot went back to get his car, and he was talking to his uncle. And his uncle was like, "Hey, you're the dude that got shot that other night, huh? Because he saw fucking yeah. you know bandages on his neck, and he saw the bullet hole in the car. And he was like, "Hey, yeah, my nephew actually was with you, and he called the he called it in and cool. saved your life. And he's like, "Damn, well, can I get his number and call him?" And then he's like, yeah, and then this is what my boy was telling me, that he called him, and he was like, hey, let me take y'all out to dinner. Like, I really appreciate what happened about a lot of this and that. And, like, my boy was like, all right, I see what's up. But it's like, you know, of course, like, we are all happy that he lived on and, like, that he lived his life. But it's like, to go far as, like, you know, to get to know him and understand him and, like, sit at a dinner table with him, like, I, I felt like that was unnecessary, you know? Like, it wasn't, the situation didn't call for it. You know, mm -hmm. like, and and my boy is in the same the same headspace too. Like, yeah, we saved your life and all that, but like, you know, we're not like we're not friends. We're not best buds. You know, like this was just a random occurrence. And like, appreciate you for for like going out of your way and like calling and like like thanking. But it's like shit. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to be out of somebody. 
if somebody got shot, they obviously got enemies, you know, yeah. and it's like to get to know that person, be get acquainted with them. That's not necessarily the company that you want to have around. Shoot, why am I going? Come on now, yo. No offense, yo. I I, uh, I value you know life. I value other people's lives like like no other. That's why I make the decisions that I do. I want to just clarify. You mentioned um, somebody being a racist that was involved in this thing. Was it the shooter or was it the person who got hit? It was the person who got hit. Oh, okay. What a wow. Yeah, what a, that's what a, exactly what a, what, a, what a wild thing. I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am half African American. Yeah, I'm actually, my my mother is partially South African. You know, my my grandfather is from South Africa, and you know, obviously, my father is African American. So, point is, <laughs> me in this situation, I'm trying to help out somebody. Hearing that, you know, that his past is that he has a reputation as a gang member to go after black people or to hate black people or not to be cool with black people. For that information to get to me through no i didn't need it i didn't i wasn't looking for it um and then also the thing with the 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 cop is just i i needed to write about that what better way to like wind down this episode than that story just like the messy messy nature of life yeah i mean you saved a guy's life a good thing that you did Mm. you didn't have to do that yeah but then you find out that he's got this background it's like that that's impossibly conflicting. You know, not mm-hmm. that you want the man to die. You said no, you value right. life, but it's yeah. just it's weird. Of you course. know, norm, normally things are presented so black and white. You know, mm-hmm. bad thing happens. Good thing some guys were there to save the guy's life. Everybody lives happily ever after. But that's just not the way mm-hmm. life goes. Yeah, look behind the scenes, and it gets a little more complex generally. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talk about the gun going off in Act Three. By the way, yeah. hey. we introduced yeah. the gun oh. in Act One. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> not to make light of the situation, but. Fuck. I mean, thank you for sharing that story. I think yeah. that's a... Yeah. I feel like the interview reflected the fearless nature that we kind of opened with your intro. It's like you guys get out there and you do what you do and you're like, this is us. And you're yeah. not afraid. Nope. And I appreciate that, you know? you have any thoughts before we close? You know, I, I got one. This is this is a coming back around to uh, when, when last we had Karupi on the stage. I just feel so good that Cole has found the jazz cats. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> And, uh, and he has found an incredible collective of jazz cats to play with. So excellent. You, you were looking for jazz cats? Yes, he yes. was. Yes. He yes, may sir. not have known it at the time, but Tom no, could he, tell. He did yeah. know it at the oh, time. He, he mentioned it. Cole, I'm more Actually, of a jazz dog. Is that conflicting? Ooh. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man of many words. Well, hey, Impressions 2019, Impressions yeah. Collective. Yeah. We did it. Um, I like this group because you guys are just like young and fearless. And you are the you're you're really the next generation of Sonoma County artists. You're all Sonoma County people, right? It's great. I said that to you when you were on with Karupi. And this group has got some different people in it. But I feel that way about you all, too. And I got to say, when we Tom and I first saw you play, we were like, fuck, that is so good. That is so good. We got to get that band on stage immediately. Great show. And vibe. It's great. Mm-hmm. You guys are one of the most, in my yeah. opinion, and I don't say this to every band, you're one of the most exciting bands coming up in Sonoma yeah. County right mm-hmm. now. So thanks for putting the work in because yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate and, um, thank you. you know, if you don't believe me, then just keep listening because in just a minute, a set of music by the Impressions Collective is up next. Thank you guys for joining us. Four songs. If you want to hear the fifth song, you got to go see them live. <laughs> you hey, oh, yeah. thank you. Oh, by the way. Thank you for reminding me. You're in big trouble. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, Monkey.
black and blue, black and blue, huh? Black and blue, uh, uh, black and blue, huh? Like, what did I do to be so black and blue? Everything on me black, but the shoelace blue, and they like, who came through in some new suede shoes? Brothers out here rapping fast, but they Usain Booth. I'm not trying to squeeze their tears out like a toothpaste tube. I'm just mad, chubby, nutty like a Rube Ruth. Big fro, my cheeks rosy like a bouquet, too. But lately, I've been trying for a true great feeling like I'm a huge waist dude. I'm like that blue paint still, and they like, who face who in that? Who they tall like this? Juve Jew up in that roommate, bro, but it's just me in this room. Thinking about who they call when they feel like this When they feel like balling It's so minuscule you don't know how small Who gives a fuck about what project is do late fall Could not tell the time if you had two cocks So you ain't gonna add gloss when you are Matthew Fox In this system of a system of a system My mind, this lyricism is the only fucking ism I'm rocking this shit's a prison I ain't even talking about the shit that the blues put the blacks in Yeah, they get packed and brothers learn to read in the penitentiary Slaves to that grave's got a whole new meaning It's on your forearm, it's on your thigh, dog It's on your face, you better fucking believe that shit Whoa, black and blue, uh, uh, black and blue, huh? Hey, black and blue, black and blue, huh? Like what did I do? Fuck that. What did we do to be so black and blue? High five, a clap, a dab, a do. Surpass them, what I have to do. Sky's close as black and blue, like your bad ass was after school. You, why you so sensitive? Offense, that been Mac do swing it to the west, and I can show you what a Mac will do. Four sacks, three sacks, four sacks, and two copy care if you had to prove copy care if you're black and ruthless. Who steps to who best? Who tests the new threat? And who gets the, whoa, yo, who gets the crown? Who gets it? Fuck it, dog. Pass it all around, lick the sound of my people, lick the people to my sound. That's black. In blue, uh, uh, black and blue, huh? Black and blue, black and blue, huh? Like, what did I do? Fuck that. What did we do to be so black and blue? Yeah. Yeah. 
This girl so fine, she took a piece of mine Travel around the world and now I see her through the blinds Thinking that I see her through the corner of my eye She ain't got no limits but limited in supplies Every time she walking in the whole room rise And when she walking out I swear the whole world dies Lovely little lady but you pay a deep price Happy on the left but then you broken on the right This makes moves conducing those highs Open meaning blue don't go when love flies My soul won't be bored, so rise Lady, love my heart, she breaks ties Cleverly, Beverly, moving incredibly Got that home, sending letters, no exes I'm begging, please come home Like to miss your motivation, but you just not grown I was thinking about the times when you was on Now I'm sitting by myself and I'm all alone Yeah, yeah, all alone yeah, yeah, all along Yeah, yeah Excuse me, miss, 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 miss The glisten of your hair just caught my eye Yeah Excuse me, miss, 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 miss The glisten of your hair just caught my eye I met this artsy girl through mutual friends and classes Always laughing, striped shirts and fake glasses And same shorts made up for my work And after that night she told me I'm yours Fast forward we be seeing each other a couple months seeing up that honeymoon phase Laying down in the dark with that smooth shit Music set, lips met, then press play Summer came and left And then it got a stress and roads and life was set A separate direction Friends said I was set in my ways Hoping that she stayed not wanting a change But she heard a phone ring Said all I could say She said we need her she got me crumbling, couldn't speak, now I'm stumbling Got me feeling so dumb for this young and then she be running with fuck Fuck Calm down, don't overthink This overly worrying jealousy is hard to beat We just two different peeps Two different peeps, We just two different, she told me And when you're feeling blue I hope you think of these lines And on those days you ain't feeling yourself Remember this rhyme, remember this time When everything just felt alright Cause it's tight, but shit just fluctuates And soon you'll be fine, yeah, alright Me soul be feeling some type of way I'm sending her positive thoughts And giving him space, I'm hoping him the best But we ain't on the same page Too different, we hurt each other But I still miss those days Yeah, hey. But I still miss miss those days But I still say Excuse me, miss Miss, miss, miss The glisten of your hair just caught my eye Yeah Excuse me, miss Miss, miss, miss The glisten of your hair just caught my eye Cutie with a booty at 10 o'clock And it's 10 o'clock English class Finna get caught gawking at this curvy ass female Mom moving slow like it's retail I'm not working, man My morning shift been devoted to lurking It's been devoted to looking Goodness gracious 
Ain't no doctor can't be stuck here losing patience. But then I gained some brother scared of a no call back. As much as I watch Nick at night, man, I know that she all that. So I gave up on that thought for a while. Wrote some rhymes about a scene in the hallway, cracked a smile. I was big chilling on my paper, practicing my slick talk when she walked over and said, Hey, Robert, how you doing? I said, I'm cooling. Writing some lyrics, said she heard me rap one day. She really wanted to hear it. Wondering if every sentence is just the right line. She says, how you know what to say just at the right time? When I flow, little mama say that the flow potent, not a lick of drama. She knows she got her own focus. When I come over, mama said to keep the dough open. Huh? Then mama said to keep the dough. Excuse me, miss, miss, miss. Miss the glisten of your hair just caught my eyes, yeah. Uh, uh. Excuse me, miss, 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 miss. The glisten of your hair just caught my eyes, yeah. Yeah. All alone, all alone. Yeah. Mama said to keep the door open. Said to keep the door open. Whoa. Mama said to keep the door open. Uh. But I still miss those days. Americans and step within the mind of escapism It's like commanding its rewards for the quick In terms of satisfaction like S.A. Scumming silence with malice, retaliation and action Pass an election, prohibitions restricting for safety But does it happen like overreactions being drugs or cowboys laughing like Seven to me to the collapsing planet President said in his slogan to keep cool with Coolidge Who's escape? Would always forget the pace of the past The last world that the masses, societal classes laughing Trapping what has happened, most cracking minuscule To the news, Lord, but lightly lose Norma Gibson goes and booze, still turning Columbus and move Every sort of sun with positivity, chew You abuse, giggle juice, savage juice The jazz rhythm and blues Jazz rhythm and blues Wife doing in the civil rights movement. Where was Donald Trump sass in the Vietnam draft? Say this and I say that, and they say that people change. Before I got no breath, show me depth, show me range, show me character. More y'all go to war, the more I stare at you, the more I hold my head up. Y'all don't represent America. Perry is some Paris, barely Paris, too much merit. You're the reason for indifference, I'm not different, I'm the same. Quicker to this ignorance, is my mental pain. Quicker to this ignorance, is my mental pain. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, jazz rhythm and blues. Jazz rhythm and blues. Jazz rhythm and blues. Jazz rhythm and blues. Hey, hey, whoa, this is nothing but your weekly service announcement. I've been thinking about the words, pour like a fountain. Dive into the water, I can swim, never drown it. Cast out, outcast over the mountain. This is how I feel, at least falling through the field. Mind 
letters on the money and the money on the mail. Pave your own path, put your future on the sale. Listen to the crew, tying up and not in news. Politicians broke the shoes, now I'm caught up in the blue. Blue skies, pray for the light misused. Late night nonsense, all don't coming soon. Late night nonsense, all don't coming soon. Whoa. I've been what? on my lonesome for some time, all of my own, a long way from home. Whole lot of my shoulders, whole lot of my dome. Fuck a knickknack, throw a dog a bone. I'm way out of my zone, but fuck it, I'll be a lone wolf. What? I've been on my hey. lonesome for some time, but I've been out here getting it a lot longer than you, stronger than you. I'm not one stronger than two, be like seven, seven stronger than eight, nine, ten. I've been around men, I've been gone, play gone, run, cut the chains, undercut the main. But what's, what's the, the aim like? Hey, what's the? Hey, what's the? Hey, what's the? Whoa, tell me like what's the aim?